guys, it's Marlene with another podcast. Happy Friday. Happy, happy Friday. Happy Black Friday. So if you haven't bought anything for yourself or if you still need to get more stuff for yourself, please don't forget to check out lenalashes.com. Okay, what's good? What's happening? Also, I've been I've recommended three books. One is called Your Badass at Making Money by Jen Cicero. Get it? Another one is called The Secret. Oh, I have to I'll put it up on my Instagram. I forgot the lady's name, but it's a it's a woman's name. It's a female author. And then there's also Dr. Mike Dyson, who wrote a book on Jay-Z that recently came out. So make sure you get that, too, because he was very professional, very nice. I was like, ooh, okay, I guess so I bought the book. So please buy the book, too, because it is black literature. And we do want to make sure that we support black authors because, you know, we do need to have testament of who we were, what we did, what we do, who we be, and where we're going. Does that make sense? So today, I quickly wanted to talk... um, about something I read yesterday about expectations and kind of address that and kind of talk about expectations and how sometimes without even realizing we are getting exactly what we've been expecting, right? I spoke a few days ago on my Instagram live and I said, well, if somebody sleeps all day, you're kind of like expecting poverty. So you can't really act surprised when if you happen to be broke, because if you don't work, you're saying that you're okay with being broke. Does that make sense? So all of that to say this, right? You create your expectation. Even by not setting expectations, you are setting expectations, right? And believe it or not, you will wake up one day and you will encounter those expectations, right? And so recently I've been playing around with the world, the word billionaire and putting my name and the word billionaire in a sentence to kind of see how that fits, how that makes me feel. And it's so crazy to me. I feel like the world, the world, the word, ooh, billionaire is just as loaded as an insult, right? Because when you think of a billionaire, you know, people usually don't really like billionaires. Uh, even me, Marlene, I am very critical of black billionaires. I'm excessively critical of Oprah, critical of like, I don't know who else is a billionaire. The guy who gave the million at Morehouse. I can be very critical of these black billionaires because to me, I feel like they're not doing enough. But then again, like I said, I feel. So feeling is not an objective declaration. It's very, very subjective. So I feel like they're not doing enough. Therefore, I could be proven wrong and I would gladly accept any legitimate receipt. Okay? Because education cures the soul. Ignorance is not cute. Does that make sense? And so she if you get the book you're a badass is ma- at making money she has exercises like questions and things that she wants you to answer and kind of really look at your thought process and how you're thinking about money what you think about money what you think about certain things and i was really really like i really had to to think about my childhood, to think about my growing years and my formative years. And, you know, I really have to think about one conversation I had with my dad. You know, I'm not trying to throw him on the bus. My dad is very nice. But sometimes I think my dad doesn't just, my dad doesn't dream. Like, he doesn't dream. He is very, like, negative, if I can call it that way, right? Very pessimistic. Let me call that. He's pessimistic. I don't like the word negative too much. But he can be very pessimistic and it can be very draining. Okay, 
Um, so, and one day we were in the living room with my auntie, but she passed away to Tachen. And, you know, we're talking, I was talking about becoming a billionaire and my dad told me that's impossible. It's so rare. Do you know what the odds are? And things like that. Kind of like it was an anomaly for someone to become a billionaire. And he didn't think that his daughter could be a billionaire. And I don't think he was realizing what he was like, the kind of um, emotions he was associating with his statement or what it would do for me he didn't think about that so you know as I grew up and as I went through my life you know I would often run away from what looked like serious responsibilities can, I, can we call it that I would kind of wait run away from what looks like serious responsibilities so for me let's assume that I was born to be a billionaire and I really do think that I am born to be a billionaire because when I think about all the non-for-profit things that I want to do um and the business things that I want to do that is going to take a whole lot of money and really you know and I want to say this I want to preface like the rest of the conversation by saying I really thank God for Jen to Sarah for writing that book because you know, you say you want to do these things. And, you know, I've, I've had a number for profit since college. I've had a bunch of kids that I've taken care of that I love very much, you know. But it was like, it's true. You can't be of any good to people unless you have money. It takes money. Even ministry takes money. If you want to give people Bibles, you got to go get the Bible somewhere. Like, nothing is free. Everything costs money. So, if you want to, if you want to be able to be in a position where you're able to do good for the world and do good for your community, you are going to need resources, you're going to need relationships, and you're going to need, most importantly, to not run away from big responsibilities. It is a big responsibility for God to trust you with 100 kids, 200 kids, 300 kids, and you might feel like you can't do it at times, right? There is, I remember watching 2017, I had watched a documentary documentary of this German guy who was trying to build an orphanage and I think he needed a certain amount of money and he prayed he didn't even let it known to people he just prayed and he would get like 50 cents here 20 cents there 34 cents 30 dollars I mean money would just come sometimes big sometimes small sometimes it was also gifts in nature right but do you know he was able to build that orphanage I have to find a documentary again but it was so touching because eventually he did it and so they were saying if you were to add up what he what he what he um what he fundraised and converted in today's currency and adjusted to inflation, it was over a million dollars. I thought, Ooh, how does man raise a million dollar chair? Does that make sense? So it's like everything is about expectation, you know, and for the past two years, my expectations have been very low because, you know, I showed you guys the 800,000, but I didn't show you guys what happened after that. It just started going like nosedive, right? And so it was really crushing to me because even yesterday I was speaking to my other friend because I had a message for him and I was encouraging him and he was like, oh, and I told him what, what happened. Like I gave him the breakdown of the sale. So it was like 800 something to 400 something to a hundred thousand something to like another hundred thousand and he was like but Marlene you're so smart you're so intelligent and I was like but you do you know that's actually what made it worse that's what actually made my depression worse because it was like how am I this smart and I have all these degrees and all these honors and I wrote all these papers and did all this research but I'm not able to get Lena Lashes out of this mess like it was like oh my gosh it was such a blow to my ego and it took me a while to recover it took something kind of like um, I want to call it like a very uncouth and unpleasant situation recently to occur for me to really see the value of Marlene.
Does that make sense? And I thank God for this. And I, I, I really also want to say this. No matter what happens to you, good or bad, you know what I mean? You should never feel bad. You should never regret. Always leave it up to the Lord. Give everything to God and always give thanks to God because nothing happens without God's explicit permission. We saw that or we see that in the book of Job, right? The devil never could have done this thing to to Job had God not given him permission. And, you know, I had gotten to a point in my life where I feel like my expectations were so low. I was operating on survival mode. And that is one of the most destructive mindsets you could ever put yourself in. Like, So imagine you're driving a car and in the car, with your stick shift you see all the gears like park neutral rear drive whatever whatever so imagine like that's the gear of your life and you're setting your life on survival mode it is one of the most i don't know if it's it's humiliating it's embarrassing but somehow you lie yourself into feeling comfortable about it but because you give up you know what i mean i i I said this i was like i was watching a documentary on cesar ritz right and he had something he had planned a big event for some royalty in England or in Europe who was supposed to come to the Ritz Carlton or the Ritz and get like how do you call it when the kings and queens get their little fancy party thing to become king and queens but at the last minute the king got sick so coronation right so he got sick so um Cesar had to cancel everything and I guess he spent so much money they say he collapsed he collapsed um, got healed, felt a little better than he collapsed again, but they were like for the next 16 years, he never recovered. And I kind of felt bad for him because I'm like, depression is real, y'all. Depression is real. You know what I mean? And if you don't have a powerful force to kind of bump hard into you, to wake you up, you will keep going in that trajectory. Like you really will keep, and you, and you think it's normal because you give up. You start to feel like you're less than. You start to feel like maybe you're not as smart. You start to feel like you're an idiot. You start to feel like you don't know enough. You start, you know, you start to feel certain things. And unfortunately, if you happen to go through that around vultures, they will take advantage of you. Right. And I kind of feel like I've been surrounded by vultures recently and they have taken advantage of me. But to some extent, it was because I was operating out of survival mode. All I wanted to do was survive as opposed to doing things the way I should have done them and got my what I think I like deserve to get. Does that make sense? So that's why I was treated like that. But we thank God because the beauty of life is I'm only 34 years old. Heck, I might die when I'm 120. So what's this going to hurt? You know what I'm saying? This, this is nothing to a gangster like me. Does that make sense? So now that I have started doing these podcasts, now that I'm talking to you guys, now that I'm scripting you guys, I want, like when I say, and you know, I do fall short, but I have made a promise Pray for me that I can keep the promise. But because of the kind of people that I'm today manifesting in my life, I want to be surrounded by billionaires. I want to be surrounded by people who went to Harvard, people who went to Stanford, people who went to Caltech. I want my friends to be really, really powerful people. I want my friends to be good people, kind people, um, people who, who like peace. I want to be surrounded by diplomats. People who are mindful of their ways, people who are mindful of how they move affects the world and everybody around them. Like I really, I don't want to be surrounded by assholes and jerks because I've met those people, but I truly want to be surrounded by good people, good people, 
Does that make sense? Does that mean good people don't get mad? Of course they get mad, but people that have delimiters on their foolishness. Does that make sense? That's, these are the kind of people I want to meet. I want to meet people who are truly supportive. I want to meet people who encourage you to be successful and people who don't get jealous or people who are not envious and people who, who try to do everything they can. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever had these kind of people. Like, let's say you ask them, like, oh, how, do, how much does this cost, right? And because they don't want you to do it, they say, oh, no, this costs like 15000 When in reality, they, it costs 2500 You know, what the heck? You know what I'm saying? Or like, you want to, oh, no, this is really hard. Oh, no, they, oh, they said this is not possible, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, these people are just lying they're lying to you because they're so um they're so embarrassed they're so embarrassed by their limitation they're so embarrassed by the fact that they're not as smart as you or they're not as competent as you and maybe they also they don't trust in themselves right because anybody that tries to sabotage another person obviously is not confident in themselves so you just want to meet good people and unfortunately I don't want to sound like oh I, I don't want to say it but I don't know if those people are black I don't know if these people are black you know what I'm saying I don't know I really think like they might be white or something else because when I tell you I'm done with black women to an extent. I, I don't mean that in an offensive way, but I feel like I, and I spoke with that with my friend Valencia, you know, Valencia, she's also black. She's African-American. And she was like, but Marley, you know, we have like, we, we we're kind of like in the catch up phase in terms of like finance, self-worth. So we do carry a lot of baggage. Right. And I think that my people are too toxic to be the kind of people that you want to have on a journey with you because some evil going to come out of their behind. Does that make sense? So, and, and so, so like this whole podcast, whatever, it fits into the whole scripting thing that I'm doing and me trying to confront my limited beliefs and the kind of crap and toxicity. And mind you, I've been doing this for two years. So I'm hopefully by the grace of God, within three to six months, I can be completely healed of this foolishness. You know what I'm saying? But I do pray to the Lord, my soul to keep that I can kind of, I don't know if I want to say like vomit, if I can vomit, if I can cry it out, if I can poop it out, if I can pee it out, if I can sweat it out. But I just want to relieve myself of all the toxic beliefs I've ever held about myself. I've ever held about the world. I've ever held about my possibilities. Does that make sense? Because I truly think, and it's not because I think I deserve to be a billionaire, but when I consider the things that I want to do and the things I want to do for my country and the kids in my country, the kids throughout Africa, it's going to take a whole lot of money. And I don't want to be in a situation where I have to fundraise or ask people, do you want to give? Do you want to give? No. If it needs to be done, I just want to write the check and keep it moving. Does that make sense? You know, I'm an engineer, um, math undergrad, statistics for grad school. And as an African woman going through a STEM curriculum, I have come to value the importance of African women, black women in the sciences. And I want to encourage my Ivorian nieces, you know what I mean? My little girls back home. Because we, we work in, I, I work in Ivory because I work in Burkina Faso. But I do want to encourage these young girls to be kind of like me. You know what I'm saying? I do. I want to have a bunch of little mini-me's, right? But it's going to take some money because we have to send them to the best elementary school. We got to send them to the best middle schools and high schools. And then we have to be able to finance them possibly going out of the Ivory Coast to get their education so that they can come back, you know? 
I often think about 2050 and what that represents for Africa and the fact that in 2050, Africa will have the youngest population in the world. So it's going to be the most populated continent with the most young people in the world. And many of these people, there's nothing that is ready for them because nobody has set objectives and nobody has set goals. And I do hope to be one of these people who will be able to help the youth. I really do. But it's not like you can't do this with words. You know what I mean? You can't do this by writing comments on Instagram. You can't do none of this. Like you actually, you literally need money to make this happen. Does that make sense? And when it comes to the word billionaire, you know, I used to be like, oh my gosh, these people are greedy. They only think about themselves. They waste money. They do foolishness with their money. They don't even care about the poor. They don't care about the weak. But now that I'm like, now, and I, trust me, I still have three hours to go in the book. But now where I am, I'm, where I am in the book, yo, like she has me reconsidering so many things right and she has me reconsidering why did I even put all these limitations on myself and where did some of these limitations come from and I'm telling you some of your biggest limitations or some of your biggest limited beliefs actually come from your family they come from your home you know what I mean from our home we learn how to dream from our home we learn how to treat other people how to talk to other people how to talk to other women how to talk to other men how to talk to other human beings that, that we everything is learn from home when you find yourself with somebody who is extremely disrespectful and who is comfortable using profane language with females that's learned from the home that person was trained like that when you find someone who doesn't insult people and yell and curse at people that person was trained like that as well so our home gives you the basis the foundation our home our upbringing plays a huge part in the kind of adults that we become does that make sense so it's like having to confront all of that and I'm like but Marlene like the thing is you could be a billionaire and not only that you could be the billionaire that does it differently where you don't you're not excessive and you go and you help and you go and you do a lot and you and you take care of people and you feed people and you clothe people and you send people to school does that make sense and I think you know I, I really think social entrepreneurship is really really important I think it's good to make money but I feel like money must reconcile itself with a purpose you know what I mean? Because money, money is there for a purpose. Money is not just to be God. And money is not just there to be a mess. There are people that I've seen, there are people that I know and people that I've heard of, you know what I'm saying? All they do every day, all day is just chase money. You know, and they chase money out of fear. They chase money because they think, oh, I'm not going to have money no more. You know what I mean? Oh, what if tomorrow something was to happen? What if Trump is reelected? What if this happened? What if a black man is reelected? You know, there are so many people who have so many fears and anxiety and trepidations about what is to come so they are like they want to amass as much as they can now so that somehow they could protect themselves but my thing is let's say the, the end of the day was tomorrow there's no amount of money you amassing because if if we know that there is an eminent asteroid that is coming to obliterate all of us you're at that point your money becomes worthless you could have billions in the bank but if we know that after tomorrow, we will all be dead. Your money has no value because there will be no Federal Reserve Bank. There, no, like Nobody's going to care about your money because we all going to be dead. 
So you see, there needs to be some kind of life. There needs to be some quality of life. There needs to be like other people have to also still be interested in money for your money to be worth something. Makes sense. And that's why I think social engineering is really important for me, especially as an African woman and coming from Africa and knowing what I know about my continent, its potential and its woos. I think it's it's really, really, really important to to become someone of, and of I, I, I guess, like a non ending stream of income. So that I can make the, not the world world, but I guess consequently, because everything's a butterfly effect to some extent, but I can definitely make my country a better place. I can, and I grew up in Burkina Faso too, make that a better place. Does that make sense? Like there's all these shortages of electricity, but yet we have solar power out the wazoo. There is so much solar power. Why do people not have electricity? Why are people crampled by high electricity bills when there is so much sun energy, especially in Burkina Faso? Like, if there's one place where people should not be running out of power, it's Burkina Faso. Girl, it is ridiculously hot. Like, most houses like have, have, have some kind of pool because it is ridiculously hot. So why is it that the people don't have power? Why is it that the hospital don't have power? Does that make sense? And then it's like, and I don't know. I don't know if like bling lashes is like the only vehicle because to be quite honest, <laughs> and I'm not trying to like be mean, whatever. And anything is possible, right? Anything is possible. And if the Lord gives me the vision you know, as long as he brings the provision, I'll work really hard for it. But I'm like, now I'm even thinking about readjusting my vision because my thing is this to like, can you sell billions of dollars worth of lashes? Like, what can you sell or what can you do that is going to generate billions of dollars? And the kind of stuff that generates billions of dollars is technology. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you might have a makeup brand that has a market valuation of $1.2 billion, But it's like, mm-hmm. That's that's the whole market cap. If you take your money out of it and you pay taxes, how much do you have left? You know what I'm saying? So, like, you're not really, like, a billionaire. Like, people have a way of, like, misusing those terms. You know, oh, Kylie is a billionaire. I don't know if Kylie is a billionaire. Because the company... And people have a tendency of confusing the net worth of a business owner with the worth of a business. Like the business is valued at $1.2 billion. So it is a billion dollar brand. It doesn't mean that the business owner is worth a billion dollars. Because even if you sell for six hundred, dollars if you end up keeping $400 million, you're not a billionaire. Does that make sense? And then you might have all the people that you have to pay because when you pay the 600, it's not 600 to you because if I'm not mistaken, I think she has like a, she has some kind of deal with Colourpop people. So it's like, she's the face, but they manufacture. So they also had to get paid. Bunch of people get paid. So it's not like a payday for one person and you run to the bank. Bunch of people get paid. Every time they're, every time money moves, you have about 10 people who have their hands out waiting to get paid. Does that make sense? But it's like where the money is today, where you can make billions of dollars, where you can have a market valuation that's like in the billions of dollars, where you can have people who want to give you billions of dollars to, to go after your idea is in technology. It's technology. It's, 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 it's what, so maybe, maybe we can come up with something like technological for the, for the lashes. I don't know. Does that make sense? So you look at you, you have to think about pharma, you have to think about infrastructure, you have to think about tech, like, you know, like mobiles and app and um, 
apps and things like that you know what I mean so it's like that's where you really really have to be and so like now that I'm like I'm praying and I'm hoping I'm like so now that I'm praying and I want to become a billionaire and I want it to happen but you also have the Oprah way which is just by talking to people you know what I mean Oprah just talked to people became a billionaire you have J.R. Rowling's who just wrote books called the Harry Potter she just became a billionaire you know what I mean but all of that is God's favor all of that is God's favor and no I'm really grateful for the Lady Jen and I really, you know, and I encourage you guys too. like, if you've never, if you've never called yourself a millionaire, if you have even a hard time saying, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire, if it makes you feel oozy, if it makes you feel funny, if it makes you scared, I want you to explore the feelings as to why you're scared. Why are you scared? So are you not like between being a millionaire and being poor and living paycheck to paycheck, which one scares you the most? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. You know, I'd rather have money in the bank and be scared than broke and scared. That really sounds like a desolate situation to me, if you ask me. So I don't know if you're asking me, to, or go ahead and ask me, then I'll tell you what I think, right? So that's the thing, you know, and it's like, and let's talk about this billionaire thing because today I posted about Oprah. And over the summer, I had so many dreams about Oprah. I had so many dreams about Oprah. Like it was nonstop Oprah, Oprah. I went to her house twice. The first time I was in the foyer, the second dream, I was in her backyard because the first dream, not, not the second dream, when I was in the foyer, I actually wanted to see her backyard, but I didn't get to see her backyard. So somehow another day I had another dream and I was in her backyard. I saw Oprah's garden. It was absolutely beautiful. It was well manicured and decorated. It was everything you would think Oprah's garden in a dream would look like. So... I was very, very grateful for that. I was like, oh my gosh, right? And so like now with like doing the podcast, you know, I definitely know that I need to use my voice. I definitely know that I need to speak more. I need to encourage people more. And that's why I shifted from speaking on my life because unless you click on my life, you can't see or you won't hear. And a lot of people can miss the message and at the lives, they also get deleted after 24 hours. So when you... When I have the, the, the thingy on the podcast, right, anybody can always listen to it. You can always come back to them. You can study them. And the thing about doing a podcast that's also really cool is that you're not, you don't have to just sit there, hold your phone and watch me on live. You can go to the gym, you can cook, you can clean, you can work, you can be at work, you know, you can be in your car, driving to work in traffic, whatever. And you get to enjoy like your hands, your autonomy while your ears do the listening. So I kind of also like this format and let me also say this thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast i think we're like 93 plays right now which means like 93 people have like listened or like i mean there's been 93 times that my podcast have been played so that's super dope i really want to say thank you it means a lot to me because nothing is ever too small that 100 people will take an hour out of their day to listen to me it is truly truly encouraging to my soul and I pray that as you receive um any of my podcasts and all of my podcasts that you will be able to notice significant increase and peace in your life and I pray to God that by listening to me and the words that he inspires me to say I did a I did a podcast before this one 
and girl, it got too lit. So I had to start over, but I truly pray that, you know, God can inspire me to say something and to do something that will be motivational and inspirational to you because I do want people to be successful. I really do. I just don't appreciate disrespect and unloyalty, but besides that, I'm straight. Does that make sense? So I really have been like thinking about my limited beliefs and especially my expectation, you know, and I remember so many times my cousin would say to me, like, Marlene, you're going to be wealthy. Marlene, you're going to be prosperous. Marlene, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And, you know, and I just couldn't bring myself to believe it. I was like, no, he's just saying it. He's not being honest. But even if he wasn't being honest, so what? Cling on to it. It don't hurt. It's free. You know what I mean? And so now I'm even starting to revisit the things that he used to say, the things that my uncles have said and so many people have said over my life, which have always been good things. But you know we'll move in this fake humility and be like oh no it's okay no be bold you know what I mean and today I am very comfortable saying I will be a billionaire and I'm not just gonna be like a one-time billionaire with just one billion I want to be a multi-billionaire you know and not just like billionaire because you have stocks in Apple or you have stocks here or you have stocks over there I want to be money rich like I want to be a billionaire rich 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 billionaire like the whole thing is a whole coin you know what I'm saying with some real money and some real assets not the stock market not this foolishness i probably will have some stocks though but not the stock market like i truly truly believe that i'm going to be a multi-billionaire and i truly believe that i will speak to the masses i believe that i will be able to fill up the whole stadium like the mercedes superdome or whatever kind of stadium they have right maybe like a big stadium like where they play soccer in europe i don't know the real madrid um their stadium or the chelsea stadium wherever chelsea people play you know what i'm saying i i i, I like i believe that i will preach i will talk not just like preach like oh the bible says you know but like motivate the masses you know what i'm saying i believe that when i'll go to countries to preach and be hundreds and hundreds and thousands if not millions of people that will come out to listen to me i believe that everything that i do will always be successful and will always sell out does that make sense um i'm going to be doing a podcast also for lena lashes so it's called building a lash empire because there's a lot of things that I want to visit. There's a lot of issues that I want to address. There are many things that I want to take accountability for. There are many things that I also want to say sorry for because growth is about knowing when you are wrong and being woman or man enough about to say, you know what? I, I didn't mean to hurt you. I didn't know I was hurting you. But if you hurt, if I hurt you, and I now that I see, I probably really did hurt you, huh? I'm sorry for that. And none of it was like, I want to do better. I can't say it wasn't my intention because out of my actions, you were hurt. But what can I do to do better? Like, how can I, you know what I'm saying? Because I think that's what this is. And with social media right now, we are part of like a social village. You know, it's like an online digital village, whatever this is. And it's like, we kind of have to hold each other accountable accountable does that make sense it's true you can make money on social media but social media is more than to just make money it's also a place for you to connect with people and to become a better person does that make sense to become a better person and i'm like i'm really and truly manifesting some pretty powerful people in my life and that's why i have taken an oath to myself i will not partake in drama no more Mm-mm. I ain't gonna roast nobody no more no ma'am I won't be posting about people no more Mm-mm-mm. 
I'm not going to be in relationships or any kind of engagement with people who love drama, people who love to talk about people, people who always have negative things to say about other people, people who always run and talk about their friends. Like I just, I will never, I will never do that to myself again. I will never in my life do that to myself again and let this lesson serve me well until the day that the Lord calls my soul. When they tell you, when people show you who they are, believe them. I sure will be taking notes. I won't just believe them, honey. I will take notes. I will take notes on the iPhone. I will take mental notes. I will take notes on the tablet of my heart and I will never forget. I will never forget. When people show you they're crazy, believe them. When people show you they disrespectful, believe them. When people show you they reckless, believe them. When people show you they don't care about their reputation or who people think they are, they have they don't care at all, believe them. When people tell you they'd rather lose everything than apologize, believe them. Because people like that, you need to run as fast as you can. And one of my friends told me, I didn't want to listen to her, but she sure did. You know what I'm saying? But child, when I tell you, it won't be me twice. It won't be me thrice. It won't be me for a quadruple. It won't be me again. Stay away from dangerous people. Have nothing to do with those who are wicked of heart. Do you hear me? Have nothing to do. You can't save people like that. You can't pray. I mean, maybe you can pray. You can never pray anybody though, but you can't save them. And you definitely cannot afford for those people to drag you down with them. Does that make sense? Their people, their name is already sullied. Their destiny is already set a lot. It's like, you know how like, not trying to be mean, whatever, but you know, you know how some people have like AIDS or like HIV and because they're so angry, they want, they, they go around sleeping with people. They go on Tinder and they hook up with people and then like they delete them. They never talk to them because they, they, they're out here and Infecting people with the AIDS, infecting people with HIV because they're mad instead of taking accountability for the fact that they were reckless. They want to punish everybody else who doesn't ask for a condom. But you know you're sick. If you know you're sick, why do it to somebody else? But try to justify insanity. Try, try to justify being bipolar. Try to justify simply somebody being wicked. You cannot explain these things because wicked is just wicked. Evil is just evil. And you're going to waste your time and waste your energy trying to justify, understand, try to understand, try to map it. How are you going to get sense out of crazy? Crazy is just crazy. So run, run for your life and never look back. Never look back. You didn't lose nothing. You're not missing nothing. You don't want nothing. Run as fast as you can. You guys stay away from toxic people. Please listen to me. Some of the biggest people who will take you off the course of your destiny are toxic. Some of the biggest people who will steer you off course are toxic. Some people who will stunt your growth. They out here, y'all. People who, girl, mm. I'm just saying, I think I've told you enough, but please move with discernment. You can't save everybody. I was telling my friend that, yes, he said, oh, Marlene, I want to go work for this man, but he's wicked, but I'm going to ask him, is he going to convert? I said, that's none of your business. 
It's none of your business. Whatever this man chooses to do in the privacy of his home, be a witch, a voodoo, a juju, or whatever, obeya, whatever, Christian, non-Christian, Muslim, Jewish, whatever, that is none of your business. You go there, you work. When you work with them people, when you're when you're done, when your work is done, you go home and that's it. Keep it professional, keep it a hundred. Because some people are very, very dangerous. Does that make sense, you guys? Please have be alert. Be alert. Be very alert. When you find people who are always talking about people, run. When somebody meets you and after a day they're talking about every single friend they got, run. Because trust me, these are dangerous people. And a lot of people are fully aware that the, the end is near. And that's why they want to take everybody down with them. And you, you might be full of destiny. You might be full of a promise. You know what I'm saying? Your best years might be ahead. And this person and that person will try to sully your name and to hurt you and have you in all kinds of confusion. Please, you've worked this hard to not be in no mess. You've worked this hard to not have your name in any kind of mess. You've worked this hard to protect your name. Keep protecting your name. Run as fast as you can and never look back. There's nothing good in drama. There's nothing good in turmoil. There's nothing good in gossip. There is nothing good if, if people are not going to help you increase your net worth. My baby, keep it pushing. If people are not going to show you how to be rich, keep pushing. If people are not going to show you how to ace the test, keep running. If people are not going to show you how to level up out here, keep running. If people are not going to show you how to blend your lace and melt your lace, run. Does that make sense? Because people like other people to walk with them while they grow and they, they always feed you distraction to keep you bound. Don't be bound, my sis, because you're free. Because whoever has the Lord is free indeed. Does that make sense? So here we are now, and I really want you guys to think about, I want you to analyze your circle. I want you to analyze the kind of thoughts that you are getting from your circle. Is it people that are inspiring you or are people who are limiting you? Is it people who really want you to win or they're just wasting your time when unfulfilled promises by the masses? Does that make sense? And so you have to wake up, you got to shake up, and you have to learn when to count your losses and when to run for your life does that make sense the destiny helpers that God has in store for you he will bring them to you and when I tell you it will feel like a man made in heaven it sure will feel like a match made in heaven you never have to work hard and work super hard in overtime for someone to love you you should never require or like demand or have to explain yourself a hundred thousand whatever whatever time to expect some kind of loyalty from people that you've been good to does that make sense I had a another situation like that where I felt like somebody was unloyal they were trying to call me and talk to me and I wasn't interested I truly wasn't interested he was like, oh, I, was talking. I was like girl you can just write notes and tell them to me later because I could care less does that make sense what are you going to do you going to just try because all you want to do is justify so I don't have time for that you know what I mean and now I'm sorry the way I move I don't have time I don't have time nor do I have the energy for unloyal and disloyal people in my life I just don't you know what I'm saying once you I, I just don't because that's who you are that's who you are and God bless you but I don't have to have you in my life you know especially like you're not akin to me you're not my family you're not my blood you're not like you're not somebody supposed to pray like you you like you you are a fickle in time so why should I be stressed over you does that make sense 
Does that make sense? So you really, really want to look at, you really want to look at your expectations. What have you come to expect for yourself? And not just that, let's also talk about what have you come to expect out of yourself? Because it's not just what you expect of of the world and other people and and whatever, but what do you also expect out of yourself? You know, have you given up on life? You know, are you like me where something so traumatic happened to you that you kind of gave up and you stopped setting goals, you stopped having expectations, you stopped working hard, you stopped being rigorous, you stopped being present, you stopped showing up. You know what I'm saying? You be honest. It's okay. It's okay to admit that you felt overwhelmed and so you ran away. It's okay to say like, oh my gosh, I, did, I, I, I didn't even know where to start. So I just gave up. It's okay. But you, you have to now go back and analyze all of those feelings. Like you have to now go back, you know what I'm saying? And kind of like dissect why is it that you feel this way? Does that make sense? Because out of that something great will come for you but you have to do the work you truly 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 need to think about why is it that you have gotten to a point where you pretty much have no expectations does that make sense no matter what has happened in the past like no matter how bad you felt in the past no matter how low and how broke and how broken and how lost and confused disheveled i don't know you tell me how you felt right in the past you don't have to keep feeling this way you know what i mean you can rewire your brain to feel happy again You can rewire your brain to see good. You can rewire your mind to be excited by the little things, right? It's really important. And she even talks about that. She talks about your your thoughts, your your emotions, your beliefs, your values, you know. Like you you really want to, you know, take out a notebook and kind of write, write until all the stuff comes out of you, sis. You know what I mean? Sometimes, especially before the year runs out, I think it's important for all of us to kind of perform like spiritual surgery on ourselves. You know, does that make sense? Like you do the surgery and you want to remove the cancer. You know what I mean? Like you want to do surgery on yourself and you want to remove that cancer out of yourself. You want to just like cut yourself and take it out and toss it away. Does that make sense? But before you can get there, you got to open up. got to open up. You have to do like some kind of scanner, like spiritual scanner on your emotion, a spiritual scanner on your belief system, a spiritual scanner on your friendships, your relationship, your marriage, your, your family dynamics, the relationships within your family, your, your, your relationship with money, relationship with your job, your relationship with God. Like, and it's a lot, but I think maybe all of us should do it. You know what I mean? Like, let's really grab some notebooks or some paper, whatever you want to use to write. And let's, start dissecting everything that is going on within us right and I believe that when we do that we will be able to find like which part of us is sick and which part of it which part of us is not doing well and then you can start to then like reconstruct and then once you reconstruct you'll be healthy again and you'll feel better because now you can go back in sorry Now you can go back in, you know what I'm saying, and then put a lot of positive, you can go back in and put a lot of positive, um, positive things back in you. Does that make sense? You want to do that. 
But in order to do that too, you have to make sure that you are surrounded by champions. Don't surround yourself with chickens. Don't surround yourself with pigeons. Don't surround yourself with crows. Like all them basic ass birds. Do not surround yourself with birds unless they're eagles. Does that make sense? But you have to value. I remember one time I was in a situation and I was like, why am I even going back and forth with this person? Because to be quite honest, me and this person, like, even from an education like point standpoint, we're not even equally yoked. Like, and that's what happens when you don't have expectations for yourself. You'll end up talking to a worker, and then that worker talks to you like y'all on the same level. I'm like, nah, why am I even talking to this person? Does that make sense? Like, do you think Bill Gates talks to random people? Does that make sense? But see, that's what happens when you don't have expectations for yourself. And people say, oh no, you're bougie. No, sometimes you gotta be bougie. Sometimes you have to know that certain type of people and how they think and how they operate, you are you you've transcended that level of mediocre thinking. You have transcended that. Does that make sense? And it's true. Like Jeff Bezos is not going to be out here and talk to random people because uh, he went to Princeton. Where did you go to school again? Please remind me. Does that make sense? So it's like if you are a really, really smart person, you can't be talking to people where it takes them a whole month to understand one argument. You know what I'm saying? And that's what happens. Sometimes we get ourselves in a situation where we are talking to somebody or an, a person or a group of people and we're not intellectually, we're not equally yoked. These people are dumb. And I have found, and I'm not trying to be offensive, but dumb is real. A lot of people are very dumb. And a lot of people are okay with working within a mess and being messy and not having structure and not being organized and just doing things on a whim and hoping it works. Like a lot of people have no infrastructure and because they've always operated in a very messy, disorganized way and somehow they've, they've kind of scathed, they actually think they're doing something. It's like, oh my gosh, like this is a train wreck on, you know? So it's like, but, but the thing is, it's when you have no expectation that you end up with people that you're like, why am I here again? <laughs> you know what I mean? I have a master's in statistics. Why am I, why am I sitting with them people? I'm confused. Why am I here? You know what I mean? But that's expectation because if you don't have expectation, you're going to be around some weird people. I'm telling you. But if you have expectations from yourself, then you'll find yourself around CEOs and investors and business people and like, you know, broke stock brokers and equity fund managers and VCs, whatever. But it's your expectation. Right. So we've come to see today that your expectations, too, will condition and create the kind of um, promising environment that you need to find yourself in. If you're someone who knows that you like to read books, do not get yourself around people who don't read. Does that make sense? If you know that you're someone who enjoys research and you enjoy dissecting things and you like to have a certain process and you like to work in an organized fashion, do not go working with people who are disorganized. Does that make sense? If you know that you're someone who needs a schedule to do what you do, don't go working with people who work, do things on a whim. If you are someone who likes to have a clear, you know, you like clear direction so that you can execute to the fullest of your abilities, do not work with someone who is not able to give direction. They can't even give direction to themselves. You can, if you cannot be a motivated person who works with unmotivated people. 
You know what I'm saying? And I'm being very honest. That's why a lot of people are miserable at their job because a lot of companies are being run by people who honestly are not meant to run companies. You know what I mean? There's a lot of low performing, low ranking, low IQ running, you know, CEOs who run companies that they have no business running because they don't have a clue of what running a business really is. And the sad thing is they do nothing about it to improve. Does that make sense? They think, oh, I just got to do more, sell more, do more sales, do more promotion. No, maybe you should work on what it is to run a business, you know? And I was having this conversation today too with a friend and I was telling her like, you know, if we want to talk about Lena Lashes and stuff like that, which is why I'm going to be doing the podcast, right? Like before I was like, oh, money, 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 but you cannot put money before people. Are you crazy? Are you like, this is about to be a train wreck. This is going to be a train wreck and you're going to find yourself by yourself fixing this mess because this is crazy. And people who are sober minded can know this right here is not going to end well, you you know, and I was telling my friend, I was like, it's like when people come to a website to buy makeup or buy whatever, when people go shopping, they're not um, looking to be sad. They're not looking to be frustrated. They're not looking to have an anxiety. They're not looking to wonder when they're going to get their package or when you're going to take it to the post office. When is it going to move? Like it kind of sucks that you have to pay for a product and that you're constantly having to check in with the company to make sure that they're going to do what what you paid them to do that is asinine but at one point i ain't gonna lie to y'all that's really how it was legal lashes like you would have to chase us down track us down whatever oh whatever we'll get there when we get them no that's not okay because when the person checked out you took their money so i expect you to be just as fast you know what i'm saying and we thank god for a break we thank god for a three-month break because or three four or five months however long it was because they really Help me to take accountability. Like I'm telling you, does that make sense? It's a serious thing. You have people's like part of people's emotions in your hands when people make an order with you. Does that make sense? And you have to be reasonable. And now I'm like, and even like now for Black Friday, I thank God because it's like God gave me exactly what I could handle. Like I don't want to have more than I can handle. I just need to have just and like I need not just enough, but I need to have what I can do so that people can get their stuff correctly. The orders are correct, quantities are correct, and people get their stuff in a reasonable amount of time. And by the grace of God, get their stuff in a time that even exceeds their expectation does that make sense like you guys i'm being so serious like it is better to have 10 people right it's better to have 10 people order from you and then you exceed everybody's expectation than to have 200 people order from you only five are happy but 195 are cussing you out or they're not happy or it's not what they expected and they're not going to come back and shop again because that's a waste because every time you have a business and every time you you think about new customers and how you're going to get new customers you have to think about your cost of acquisition you got to spend money to get these customers to the door so you don't want to bring a customer to the door and then they never come back that don't make no sense you know what i mean that makes no sense that makes absolutely no sense and therefore you need to look at yourself you need to look at how you're running your business and how you're making people feel from your customers to your staff like because it's a people business 
you know what I mean? Like, we're not at a point yet in our civilization where businesses are fully run by robots. But even if you had a robot, I'm sure the robot needs maintenance. I'm sure the robot also, you got to turn it off and let it get some kind of rest. You know what I'm saying? So everything that you do in business, you have to handle that with care. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to like amass a bunch of orders because you want the money, but then it's going to take you a ridiculous amount of time for people to ship. It is not fair for someone to pay a checkout but have to wait three months to get a package and when they come and ask you for a package you cuss them out or you make fun of them or you make weird remarks no you're wrong you messed up you should actually refund the person and send their packages for free because what you've done to this person now has far exceeded the amount of money that they have spent on you and that's not fair that's not fair that's absolutely not fair. Does that make sense? And these are the kinds of things that I had to learn. It's better to take one order and do it right all the way than to take 20 orders and you mess up 19 and you only do one right. That means you honestly could only handle one order. So why are you trying to get more than you can handle? And that's greed. And that's why a lot of businesses who start up great will be ruined because the people who run these businesses are greedy. They don't care about systems. They don't care about infrastructure. They don't care about the people who work for them or whatever. All they want is money, 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 money. And when I'm telling you, because I had to learn the hard way, when you put money first, you are going to create a mess. You're going to create a mess. And soon enough, there's going to be that one drop that overfills the cup. And it's just going to be something that you cannot control. Does that make sense? A lot of people are like, like that. Does that does that make sense? It sounds like going forward, like I was like, oh no, I don't want to be that kind of person. So even that too, it's like, okay, Marlene, so like, what are your expectations too for your business? What are your expectations for your brand? What are the expectations expectations that you have for yourself as a brand owner, as a, as a woman, as a black woman, whatever? What are your expectations? You know what I'm saying? For yourself, what do you expect out of yourself? Which is a crazy question, but we thank God for Jen and the book because now I'm like, yeah, what are my expectations? What do I expect out of myself? And it's crazy because you never really sit down and think, well, who, like, what should I? I expect out of myself and I think once you go through the exercise of knowing what you expect out of the world and what you expect out of yourself especially out of yourself it's going to help you to conduct yourself a certain way because once you've taken the time to write out what you expect out of yourself right it's going to be really hard for somebody to make you act out of character makes sense it's going to be very hard for things or situation to make you act like who you're not Does that make sense? But first, you have to look at yourself. First, you got to take ownership of who you are. Take accountability for who you are and what you've done. And then now, from now on, say, okay, like, what do I expect out of myself? Does that make sense? The the podcast is coming to an end. But I really, truly, truly want to encourage everyone to take time today or tomorrow or on Sunday, but at least before Sunday, to really ask yourself, what do you expect out of the world? What do you expect out of yourself? Please, if it like, please, even if it's just like one page, whatever, write something, write a few lines. Don't just say it out loud, out loud, but actually work on writing it, like work on writing. Like, what do you expect out of yourself? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to become? 
You know what I mean? How do you want to make people feel? How should people talk about you when you're not there? How do you want to be remembered? How, you know what I mean? Like if you have a brand, if you have a product, how do you want your customers to perceive you? When the people think about you and they think about your brand, how do you want them to think of you? Oh, that's the brand with all the coupons. Or do you want people to think of your brand as a real brand where it's not just a logo, it's not just product, but it's customer service. It feels like when you're shopping with this this business you're shopping with friends you're shopping with people who care so much about you like you feel like you're a priority like you're some high like high net worth individual i told y'all watching this one documentary on the world's most expensive uh, cruise boat like it really had me like looking at myself and like like dang these people really go above and beyond to make their people feel special and you don't need someone does not need to spend ten thousand dollars on a room a night for you to make them feel special because everybody for the most part works for their money people work hard for their money and if they could have been anywhere right and these people could have been anywhere and these people chose to come do business with you to promote you and to help you achieve your dreams and to help you become who you want to be and achieve your goals whatever you know you also have to be courteous to people you know you have to be courteous to people you have to be kind to people and now i'm thinking about it there was a girl I had went off on her because I don't think I read it all. I, I don't think I read it properly and I did go off on her. So I'm even like, now that I'm talking to you guys, I'm actually going to reach out to her because I didn't even realize what the situation was. I just saw my name and I started going off. I was like, what the heck? What is going on here? Why am I here? Why do you put my name over here, girl? Why am I here? You know, I was very, very defensive. But now that I'm thinking about it, now that I even have more details on it, I was like, oh, my bad. So I will go and apologize to her because... My reaction was over the top. But you see, but this is what happens also when you have expectations for yourself, right? When you have expectations of maturity out of yourself, if you know, and if you become convicted in the middle of a podcast that you did wrong by somebody, go say sorry. It's not going to cost you anything. If you know that you did something trifling, go say sorry. Stop pretending because I'm telling you, it will eat you up. If not today, not tomorrow, it's going to show up and it's not going to be cute. Okay, because acne is for ugly people. Yeah, I'm telling you, acne is for people who don't do pretty things. So you don't want to have acne because you're you're evil and you're being messy. Does that make sense? So if you know that you've done something wrong, go say sorry to someone. Now, oh, you know what? I I thought it, I, when I, girl, I didn't even read. Girl, I just saw my name. I was ready to fight. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, now that I'm thinking back on it, you were right. I was wrong. I didn't really understand the situation. And so can we start over my bed? I'll send you some products, sis, because this is not who I am. And that's not how I want to be remembered because, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, what is this? Okay, that, that that's just not Marlene. Does that make sense? But sometimes when you're around the wrong people, you get lit for nothing. And you don't even like, I don't know, you start behaving like, you know, you have like animalistic tendencies in you. I don't know. It's kind of weird. So, mm-mm. So, yeah, guys, so please make sure that you do the, um, make sure that you do the, the exercise, like, what do you expect from yourself? What do you expect, what do you expect from the world? And what do you expect from yourself out of yourself? You know what I mean? Talk about your own personal expectation 
and how you intend to become a better person. So I hope that this podcast was helpful. I hope that it blessed you. I hope that you learned something from this podcast. If anybody has any topic requests, you can send them to me on my DMs, Marlene Mai. I do check my DMs. I do respond. Unless something stupid, and I'll just delete and block. Okay, but you can reach out to me there. Um, yeah, and also, if anybody wants to sponsor my podcast, if you got some money and you want to sponsor my podcast, <laughs> come on through, sis. Come on through. <laughs> you know, come on through. Um, but yeah, but thank you guys so much for spending an hour with me. And once again, I hope your Friday is amazing. I will be talking to you guys tomorrow. I'm going to read more of the book today. Hopefully, I get to a good part um, and I'm able to, you know, inspire you guys. But thank you so much for everything. And also, for the ladies who place orders, who are my followers, Janet, Sheba, Thank you so much, ladies. I put um, some extra stuff in there. So I hope that when you get your orders that you are pleasantly surprised. Um, thank you so much for, for being a blessing to me. And I hope that the products are a blessing to you. I hope that you love your delivery. I hope that you love your packages. I hope you love the quality. I hope you get a bunch of compliments. I don't know. I just hope that you feel good. Like, you know what? This is money well spent. Mm, 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 mm. Because there's nothing like money well spent. Does that make sense? And guys, remember, it's always better to support, not just free support, but the real support. Okay. Shout out also to um, Brown Girls Who Travel. If you guys are interested in booking a trip, a girl's trip amongst black girls to discover some of the prettiest places in the world, please check out Brown Girls Who Travel. I think you'll enjoy that. So guys, I will see you tomorrow. Please enjoy, please subscribe, and please share. Bye.